self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we, we are conversation, conversation con artists, artists. I'm Mr. On Point. And we are Conversation Card Artists, and this is our very first episode. Yay! Woohoo! <laughs> um, basically, what this is going to be is us coming through your speakers every week to just, you know, bullshit about life and love and celebrities and politics and just all manner of things. So, yeah. All kinds of stuff. All kinds. All kinds. So... Let's get started. How are you doing, Mr. On Point? I'm good. How you doing, Red? It's been a long week. <laughs> yeah. A long week for everybody. Yeah, I think so. Um, so basically, the show will have, in the beginning anyway, we'll have two parts. The first part of it is going to be Unnatural Selection. And basically, we're just going to talk about, you know, a couple of, of celebrities whose uh The other side of it is going to be Deliberate Nonsense, which may on the surface seem like it's very important and things that we should all know about, but not necessarily. Not necessarily, <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah. So, for this week in uh, Unnatural Selection, I want to start off with a very hilarious and semi-disturbing story. Um, I don't know if you saw Trick Daddy do his interview on The Breakfast Club this I did week. Not. Okay, so Trick Daddy has lupus which is terrible and sad. Okay. But he doesn't take his medication. First of all, he looks like death. Let me just say that. Like, he always was... Trick Daddy looked like death when he all, came out. So imagine him looking worse. Like, imagine what he looked like when he came out and add, like, a really serious illness on top of that. I got a side note for Trick Daddy. I'm sorry. Do you... I don't know if you knew, but he he has a crew called the Eat a Booty Click. He discussed that as well. Okay, <laughs> I know Charlemagne the God wasn't gonna let that go. He he discussed that as well. Okay, I just had to bring that up. He did. Okay. You can um, continue about this. Yeah, situation. he. So he has lupus. He doesn't take his medication for it because he has decided that the best treatment for lupus is Hennessy and coke laced marijuana which is called like bunk or something bunk sounds terrible doesn't it and so that is what he's doing he's from florida (laughs) um that's what he's doing for his lupus that's ridiculous (laughs) like do you not want to live? You know how serious of an illness lupus is, and people who actually take their medicine are still sick as fuck. And you take a Hennessy and marijuana laced with coke. Well, I know some people with lupus, and they are riddled with pain constantly. Mm-hmm. So their medication is to manage pain, but they've also let me know that there is a scale on which lupus lies. So some people don't experience the way that other people experience it. He looked like he experienced it in the worst way possible. No, he looked like he experienced Hennessy and coke laced <laughs> marijuana all day long. <laughs> that too. This is a way too. of saying I'm an addict, but I'm going to, you know, justify it using some other means. He looked absolutely terrible and when he first came out with that whole eat a booty shit i'm thinking who the fuck 
I don't want you anywhere near any part of me at all. Trick Daddy looks like he has every disease known to man. Every one of them, just all in one body. What? No. But to be fair, I'm sure he was born looking like that. That is unfortunate. It's makes unfortunate. It sadder. But it's fair. It's a baseline. <laughs> it's a baseline now. <laughs> oh, God. That is just one of those faces only a mother could love. Like, he just looks awful he always has like he always looks dirty he always looks just bad and he looks even worse now the lupus is not like treating him well you're right because i mean if i saw somebody like trick daddy like at night time <laughs> i think that i was going to be robbed murdered <laughs> in the least ask me for a cigarette <laughs> what let me get a square you got a square on you <laughs> let me get a square i used to i love trick daddy first album thug.com I used to I, love that album. My knowledge of Trick Daddy is very much like mainstream. So all of the songs that were like Trick Love the Kids, all of the ones that were like really popular, because I I'm not really a fan for real. I don't even know why I liked it. <laughs> I was young and other people liked it, and you that's know, enough of a reason. Exactly. Right there. <laughs> I mean, I, I had a limited selection of things to listen to and environments to get music from, so I was kind of limited to the people around me, you know. Because yeah. in my house it was just church music, gospel, you know. Yeah. So. Whatever came, came. Yeah. I mean, I think that, and I, like, I give music now a lot of shit, but, like, sometimes I listen to shit that I like, and I'm like, what? Like, Ha. Remember Ha from Juvenile? Have you ever listened to that song, like, now? That is the stupidest shit. Like, it makes I listened to Juvenile 400 Degrees recently. It is, I want to say it's amazing, but it's more nostalgic. That is exactly what Just it is. Just like everything from my childhood where we say, well, you know, when we were young, old people used to say, well, that stuff y'all listening to stupid. Well, I'm saying that Waka Flocka is stupid, but I'm supporting No Limit, <laughs> you know, oh and No make Limit. Make say, mm, like, like Don't get me wrong. I, I reflected on my time of listening to No Limit, and it was terrible music. I mean, great music, nostalgia-related, but... When I say that these rappers don't rap about anything, well, Mystical and Master P, they didn't rap about number drugs, murder, and sex. But you, you, I guess, because we do that now, and our parents did that, and the kids now do that with whatever bullshit. I don't even want to know what's going to be out with the kids now or adults. But I think when you're in it and you're listening to it, it's amazing. So then, like, it's going to always be amazing to you. And then anything that comes after exactly. that, it's like, this is bullshit. But then if you go back and listen, it's the same way with, like, all of the, the shows that we used to. I used to think Power Rangers was amazing. Have you ever watched that shit, like, now? The worst <laughs> fucking yeah. special effects ever. It, they had sparks. They have on spandex. Where are the sparks coming from? Like, it doesn't make any. But as a kid, that shit was amazing. I was the Yellow Ranger because I had I was a tomboy and I didn't want to be pink because that was too girly. I was the Yellow Ranger and we used to play Power Rangers all the time. It was amazing. We'd be out of the yard flipping around and shit with sticks like we, you know. But looking at it now, I'm like, why did I like that shit? Like, well, Power Rangers forcing me to bring up two things. One, <laughs> it forced me to bring up the racism in the initial Power Rangers because the, the black, black Ranger, Ranger had to be black and the, and the, the yellow Chinese Ranger, girl, yeah, that had to be Asian. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's terrible. And the second thing is, my mama wouldn't let me and my brother watch Power Rangers. 
We snuck, snuck and watched it sometimes, but she wouldn't let us watch it because Lord Zed, his body was made out basically with just skin gone. That's what yeah. his body looked like. She didn't like that. She thought it was like devilish or something. Okay. <laughs> Look, and one time we were in PE and instead of doing physical activity, we were in a room. I, it was something happening. It was some kind of important trial. Anytime it was... I know this now in hindsight. Anytime it was an important TV event going on, the coach would put us in a room and go watch TV somewhere. (laughs) I found this out later. But they put Power Rangers on. They put Power Rangers on the TV. And this... A friend of mine said, Eddie can't watch Power Rangers. Oh, uh, I can't stand when kids <laughs> do shit like that. Like, who ain't that? Whose business is that? Like, sit your ass down. What do you need to tell them that for? Yeah, this same gentleman later came to steal my Super Nintendo out of my house. So, <sighs> needless to say, the definition of friend is vague here. But <laughs> the bully, a bully, took up for me for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe Still he don't know just didn't like day. that kid. Maybe he didn't. <laughs> I took it as a win for me. <laughs> Good. He should have got in his ass. I hate when people do shit like that. Who asked you? That's not your business to be spreading around. Can't stand that shit. Exactly. <sighs> we got way off of lupus. We really got way off of lupus. <laughs> and we trick really daddy. Did. And trick, well, and I think because only so much can be said about him. But yeah. uh, speaking of ancient business and, and just being ridiculous, um, Latoya, uh, Lil Wayne's baby mama, ex, uh, no, baby, yeah, I, I hate that, his, hate the, the mother of his child. One of his child. One of his child, his children. <laughs> um, so she was on a show called Untying the Knot with her husband, I think they're still married, Mem- Memphis, 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 oh God, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't say his name anymore after this. If yeah, after this conversation, it will never mm-hmm. be said again. And um, But she gives him eight hall passes a year to do whatever the fuck he wants to do. And so, of course, because black Twitter is beautiful, they drug her ass. And <laughs> she responded because somebody was like, how, you know, you don't need to be teaching your daughter that the way you keep a man is by letting him disrespect you. And Toya responded by saying, I'm not trying to teach my daughter how to keep a man. I'm trying to teach her how to be an independent black woman. Bitch, well, <laughs> like how, how is how are you giving her stepfather eight passes to cheat on you showing her how to be like this proud independent like that doesn't go together like you're allowing him to be disrespectful as shit under the guise of if i let him do this you know i'll have him for the rest of this time which i seriously doubt if you say hey you can cheat on me eight times but that's it no more than eight that is it that it will be just those eight times. I just don't believe that that'll be, I don't believe that he'll be like count down like, damn, I only got one more time this year. <laughs> it's early. I can't, I got to save that last time to the end of the year. Like I just don't <laughs> see that happening. I feel like, I feel like she could have phrased it in a way <laughs> that made it okay. She could have said, we have an open relationship <laughs> in the public in which we do our own thing, she not did anything and still told him, this is what the public, you got eight times. Like, <laughs> she, she could have phrased this in a way in which it would have been more accepting. We would have been more accepting of the situation. We would have been like, oh, okay, they got an open relationship, blah, blah, blah. But, but when the relationship is closed, 
but you let this person out of the relationship from time to time to do what they're going to do. The way we perceive that is you're not smart. <laughs> not at all. And that's a polite way of putting it. It is. You're a dumbass. It's like <laughs> the actual way. Like, and I just, you, you're raising a young lady. And so is this, I, every time I see stuff like this, I always want to ask people, is this what you want for your daughter? Because what we see when we are growing up, you're more likely to repeat that. Now, it doesn't mean that you necessarily have to. You can change the things that you see when you're growing up, but it's a conscious decision to do so, right? Because it's easy to it's easier to fall into those patterns than it is to go against the mm. grain. What you are presenting to her, like, is this the life that you want for her? Would you want her to be with somebody that that she's gonna have to give eight hall passes to deliver? And the answer usually is no, nah, no. So it's not okay then. Like, if it, if you wouldn't want it for her, then it isn't okay for you. It shouldn't be. To be fair, I think that. He probably has a significant amount of relationship deficits because she's Lil Wayne's daughter. Yeah. And just yeah. because this is the first time we've known about her mama doing some crazy yeah. stuff, she probably do crazy stuff all the time. Yeah, it's unfortunate for her. Especially at the point where she's concocted that the way that she keep a relationship is to let this man have eight hall passes. Like, what happened in the relationship in which hall passes wasn't acceptable? You know, like, was it just a bunch of fighting and cheating? And the way to avoid the fighting is to just let them cheat? That would be my guesstimation. I think it's just easier to, or you feel more in control in a situation in which you have no control. It's that illusion, right? I'm telling him that he can do this. So I'm still in control of the situation because I'm giving him permission. So it's still within my control. Well, it's really not. It's, it's, a, it's an illusion. I still maintain my perspective. That it's a trap. <laughs> regular men, regular men, I said this before, regular men, if you are presented with this opportunity, you don't take it. Trust me. Trust, trust me. Just don't take it. You can if you want to, clearly. <laughs> but I wouldn't do that if I were you. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would be nervous about taking it as well because I would feel like, you would do it, and then they, and then it would be like, I knew you. Exactly. <laughs> That's what you wanted this whole time. You were just waiting. <laughs> but women don't play with men like that either now. <laughs> You're going to find out something you don't want to find out. Yes. You're going to find out that your man would take the bait. Yeah. It's really sad. Very sad. It just people's perception of things and, and, the, and the things that we can – trick ourselves into believing is amazing to me like the lengths that we will go to to make something okay for ourselves it's just amazing instead of rectifying the situation i'm gonna twist this in such a way that i can make it okay instead of because a relationship is something that you you walk the fuck away like this isn't something that you have to have right i don't want to be with somebody if i have to give you this room to cheat on me we don't need to be together because obviously you got other interests that you need to go pursue i'm not gonna stand in your way please go pursue but you're just not gonna be with me while you do it but i guess if i was the kind of person who just had to have like i guess you're gonna do whatever it is you need to do to maintain what you feel like you need to have i don't feel like i need to have a relationship they're nice right yeah. you want it's like ice cream I can't have ice cream. 
Which is unfortunate. And Mr. On Point knows this is a, a sore spot for me because it's delicious. And there's no reason why I should have to be punished with lactose intolerance and not be able to have ice cream. I don't have to have ice cream. It's not something I have to have. Obviously, I can live without it, but it's good and you like it. I don't die from not eating ice cream. I kind of look at religion. <laughs> it's wonderful to have, right? And you want dessert with your dinner. That's the goal. You finish dinner to get the dessert. You're not going to die if you don't have it, though. Yeah. It's not absolutely necessary. But Toya has to have her ice cream. Absolutely. She goes, she'll go through that pain to have it. She has to have it. I call it, I like to call it relationship integrity. When you have a certain standard in a relationship and you maintain that standard consistently, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like you just don't have any relationship integrity if you are willing to go through all of these links to keep somebody in your life. Yeah. Even though there are things that on paper you're not supposed to accept. Yeah. You know, those are things that if your friend told you they was finna do this, you'd be like, girl, you don't need to do that. You know, I mean, yes. you would t like the, the things you're supposed to tell people, yeah. you know, that you shouldn't do, you know, you shouldn't waver from that. You should know exactly what you want from per a person and hold them to that standard. And if they leave that standard, then you leave them. Yeah. You know, but you have to know that you deserve to have that whatever what you get what you think that you deserve yeah you know and so and what you'll get what you're willing to accept um and and speaking of things that people deserve oh no jared fogel oh the subway guy that guy so this guy so jared of oh, i don't know how you could not know jared has you know been molesting kids teenagers um and he had his trial. He is asking for leniency in his sentencing because his victims were older, right? It's not as bad as somebody who, who molests a five-year-old, right? He feels like because his, his victims were teenagers, the judge should just give him five years as a punishment because it's not as bad as, you know, if he had messed with somebody that was five. And 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 to Mr. Fogel, I say, sir, you, you can go fuck yourself. Like, you talk about justifying your actions. Like, it's not that bad. It, it, she was 14. That That's not, I mean, she wasn't four. So, I mean, five years, plenty of time. Like, really? For real? You have the balls to, like, request leniency in a child molestation case? Like... What is it? Is it just me or did he just always he looked creepy? He did like look creepy. It's like it's not like you look at him and say he's a child molester, but once you find out he's a child molester, you're like it makes sense. You know, <laughs> look at him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he's that guy. He's creepy. He's very. Creepy. You know, and a better defense would have been, Judge, do you eat subs? <laughs> <laughs> like, how many have you eaten in the last month or two? <laughs> I'm the face of that. I was the face of that. But everything when everybody thought I was a good guy, I was the face of that. So that's why you should give me leniency. Subway. Subs. You eat them. <laughs> that would have been a better defense. 
It really would have, as opposed to saying, well, my victims weren't really victims because they were older. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, so basically you're saying that these girls had to, you know, they they knew what they were doing. It's okay, Judd. Like, it's fine. You know, it's not really a crime. Like, they should put you underneath the jail. You are a sick person. I mean, you can And go- he obviously, you're not sorry. The fact that you're trying to justify this and, like, get leniency for yourself, you have no remorse for what you did. He probably doesn't even feel like it's wrong. And when he gets out, he's going to probably continue that shit. He's not going to get out. Well, yeah. Alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they don't do that child molestation oh, no. shit in prison. That's right. They even have their own little code of... Of morals in prison. Yeah, they don't play child molestation. So Do you yeah. know how many foot long jokes he's gonna have to oh deal my with? God. Did you see the memes when that shit first came out? I did. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. About all the prison jokes? Yeah. Yeah. But but memes didn't come with rape. <laughs> like he's finna go and those jokes are gonna be <laughs> they're gonna have a complimentary rape package with it. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, it's gonna be real sad for for Jared, but you know, I find it very hard to feel sorry for him because that's just people who mess with kids are just a special kind of evil. Kids and old people, anybody that is unable to defend themselves, like you're just such a fucked up person for that. Like it's awful. It's terrible. He's just a terrible person. Um, speaking of terrible people, well, yes, terrible people. Russell Simmons. Have you heard about the Rush card fiasco? Not very much. Okay. So, you know, Russell Simmons has a Rush card, which is a card for people who have, you know, credit issues or whatever the case may be, and they can't open up an account with a bank. They get the Rush card, and they load it with money, and they use it like a debit card or a credit card for, you know, sometimes if you're paying online, you have to have, you know, Some a card. Some kind of card, yeah. So... And because of the fact, one, that it's Russell Simmons, and two, because of what it is, most of the users of this service are lower-income African-Americans. Well, there was a glitch in the system, um, and people were unable to access their money. Some people, it was only a couple of days. Others, it was a few weeks. And for somebody that has, like, no income, low income, that's a long-ass time not to have your money. Like, I, that would be a long time for me not to have access to my motherfucking money. Like, I would have been upset about that. Yeah. Like, I wish regions would. Like, <laughs> try me. Like, Every time I slide my card and there's money in there, it better go through. Like, that's your job. That's your only job is to make sure that the money that I have entrusted to you is available to me when I get ready to use it. Um, so he's been getting a lot of shit about that. Um, the response to it when it happened wasn't very good. Like, his response wasn't the response that it should have been. Well, he's like, my bad. I mean, basically. Like, oh, oh it'll be okay. Yeah. Um, we'll get to it, basically. Um, and of course, Black Twitter because Black Twitter's awesome. Oh Lord, black went in Twitter. on him because he does this thing where he like every day he like gives tweets out these inspirational little you know sayings or whatever. And so Black Twitter got a hold of it and um, 
So one of them, one of his inspirational sayings was, uh, without passion, without passion, nothing is worth doing. So somebody uh, retweeted this with a comment, without their rush card, nothing can be paid for. <laughs> oh, man. And there was just a whole list of, like, tweets about this. And it was hilarious. They drug him, as they should have. If I was ever a celebrity, the only thing I would be scared of is black Twitter. Black Twitter is... Like they take the smallest, minute details of a situation, of your life, of anything that you've ever done, put it under a microscope, and make it hilarious. And At the cost of you. you. It costs you whatever, your dignity, your you know, fame, <laughs> whatever. It's costing you something, depending on what's important to you. And they're so creative. Like, I wish I was as creative as Black Twitter is. Black Twitter, like... And then so quick, like the memes and shit, as soon as something happened, they dropping memes, they like, they on it. Like, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like, it's like, that's all up and down your feet. Like, so many people. It's so funny. Like, they're amazing with it. Um, But yeah, so that's what happened with Russell Simmons. And then the last thing that I have that's happened this week is Miss Vivica Fox. So I, I hope she was drunk when she did this and her allegations that 50 Cent um, is gay. And then his response, 50 Cent is petty as shit. Let me just say that. 50 Cent been petty. He been petty. And that's why I say Vivica Fox must have been drunk. Because if you're going to like try to go toe to toe with somebody, it don't need to be 50 Cent. Because he petty as shit on a regular day when ain't nobody even talking to him. Like you don't even have to be directing shit at 50 Cent for him to be petty. So for you to like come for him and think that he not gonna get you back, like it makes no sense. Like she accused him of being gay and then he came back and was like, you know, she's just bitter and she's just angry because she was eating my booty or cause she ate my ass or I don't, something to that effect. And it's just like Vivica, girl, like. You've been out of the loop too long. Like, I don't know if this is an attempt to get back on top somehow and or 50 Cent's the wrong one. He really is. Like, he, he got written Ross shit. Baby Mama on a porno tape. <laughs> like, 50 Cent don't play. Like, I don't know where he gets stuff from. He I saw that he released a, uh, he released like a drunken rant that she was doing. I didn't watch the video. Yeah, but, I haven't watched that either. I mean, like, it just, Vivica Fox just don't interest me at all. So I just. And I've never really been a fan of hers. Like, I'm trying to think of something that she's done that I liked, and nothing comes to mind. Like, I know she was in Two Can Play That Game. I wasn't really that big of a fan of that movie. I think she was in... Shit, I don't know. I don't know. She was in Independence oh, Day. Oh, she was in Independence Day. I don't really care for her in that. She was in Why Do Fools Fall in Love, the Frankie Lyman story. I can't really think of anything that she's been in that I was like, damn, that Vivica Fox is a great actress. I don't know what's special about Vivica Fox. I don't well, and now, I don't know why people, we age pretty gracefully. You know, if you just allow nature to take its course, take care of yourself, drink plenty of water, you know, all, I guess it's the melanin that helps. We age pretty gracefully if you just leave shit alone. But these women like want to get a jump on the aging process and what they end up doing is just fucking themselves up beyond recognition like vivica fox has had so much work her face is pulled so tauntly that it's shiny like it's just too much like just like getting older is a part of life because you know the alternative is dying 
I'd rather get older than die. Yeah, <laughs> like, I would. That's the only too. way you're going to stop the aging process is to die. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's not that big of a deal, but they, like, try to get a jump. Her, little Kim, little Kim was, like, pretty. And then she, now she looks like an Asian mermaid. And because she just kept doing the plastic surgery, like, leave it alone. Let it be. Like, an Asian mermaid. She does look like an Asian mermaid. Have you seen her lately? I don't know what. I mean, so it's a regular mermaid. Yeah, but she don't look like a she regular don't look like mermaid. A regular, she she looks look like, like an Asian, Asian mermaid, mermaid because okay. she's had everything. Again, it's pulled so tightly. Yeah. It just looks terrible. Like, Biblical Fox looks terrible, and she should have thought twice before she came for 50 cents because he's like the king of petty shit all day. He'll do it all day. I'm not a big fan of new 50 Cent. <laughs> I like old 50 Cent. Like Before he became petty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had been petty. I believe he'd been petty since he was born. <laughs> I think he has a platform for pettiness now. <laughs> he does. You know, I used to like 50 Cent when before his first album. Like, uh, <laughs> all these mixtape stuff and his first album. I love all that stuff, but uh, it kind of... Maybe just my taste for you rap kind of started feeling off. I hated that song. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the rest. I mean, I like the whole album as a whole uh, work of art, but... You know, I think that's just when my taste for rap kind of started falling off. Yeah. Anyway, and then his pettiness was put on a bunch of platforms, so I was like, I don't really care for people Ooh. that are petty like that. Like super petty. So. And so that's why this whole situation just really don't resonate with me it, between Vivica and Fifty. Like, yeah. Vivica, who are you, Fifty? You've been petty. Eh. Yeah. I mean, all the, most of the things that I know about is because people decide to put it on my timeline on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Facebook. Like, it just comes through. Because, yeah, otherwise, I don't even really honestly listen to rap much these days. The older I get, the less inclined I am. So... Even if he was still making music, I probably wouldn't be listening to it anymore anyway. So You know, I listen to rap that I, I hear in Vines. <laughs> either because it's contextually appropriate for that particular Vine and I want to see what the song is about. Yeah. Or it just sounds catchy from that yeah. point. That's the only time I listen to new rap. Anything new. It's just, I don't, it's like they don't try, like, and people are going to probably have a problem with this. I don't understand why people like Fetty Wap. And the reason why I say that Every song that I've heard, because I haven't listened to the whole album, every song off of his album that I've heard sounds like the remix to Trap Queen. Like his cadence, like what he says, all of it is extremely similar. Like all of it just sounds like a continuous song. Like I feel like if I played the album back to back, I would think it was just one long ass song. Like it just, the melodies are similar. Like it all just sounds the same to me. Like I hear a song and... You know, it just all sounds like a remix to Trap Queen. No matter what Fetty Wap was going to do after that first song, I just couldn't listen to it. <laughs> like Trap Queen is about somebody cooking drugs as far as I know. I like, I mean, I don't know if there's hidden meaning to it. Like, I don't no. know what part of the rap R&B game <laughs> that you rap about something that is terrible and drug related to mean a metaphor for something that is good and positive. But... If he is indeed rapping about a woman cooking drugs and being in the trap and it being no his queen than, of the trap. It ain't no deeper than that. If he it ain't no deeper capable. than that, I can't support Fetty Wap. <laughs> I can't support anything else after that. He's not capable of anything deeper than that. I hate that he lost the eye somewhere along his life. I think he was born like that. Wasn't it like a congenital 
No idea. I think it was like a birth defect. I think his eyes always been like that. If I'm not mistaken, shit, I don't know. I'm not that interested in Fetty Wap to be honest. Know. But so that's gonna be all I have for our natural selection for this week. Um, I think you know it's been a week of a lot of bullshit. Yeah, it's always weeks of bullshit at, every week. All the way. Just. But for deliberate nonsense, <laughs> we got some deliberate nonsense going on. And some of it is not nonsense. Some of it is, you know, rather important things. But, you know, I guess it's subjective depending on who you are listening to it. But, you know, the first thing that has been going on is situation at Mizzou. Oh, Mizzou. You know anything about what's going on? I do. Well, it started with basically a bunch of things happening on campus. You got a lot of students putting up swastikas mm-hmm. and things um they having protest rallies uh planned parenthood came onto the campus and planned parenthood was finna remove their support from the campus or the campus was finna remove their support from planned parenthood one or yeah. the other and a bunch of students you know did not like that you know and it turned into a somewhat racist mm-hmm. you know protest yeah i don't want to say racist that that takes it to the extreme i just think it's it's probably had a certain type of overtone in it when yeah. it comes to people that agree with one thing and another group of people that disagree, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it turned into a situation. And a lot of students was reaching out to the president to handle these situations appropriately. As he should fucking do. As he should. Like, it should be a way to it's deal job. with <laughs> racial tension on a campus. It's your job. And one student, I'm not going to use names because I'm bad with names and I don't want to say I'm wrong, but one student, he went on a hunger strike. He said either... The president is going to get put out or I'm going to die. Starvation. And he basically went on a hunger strike. Uh, and the president still maintained that he was he not going to resign. Fuck. He yeah. was like, oh, okay, whatever. Die. Didn't then, really give a shit. You yeah. know. Go kill yourself is basically. Exactly. I yeah. mean, because that's essentially what he said he yeah. was going to do if you don't leave. Yeah. Um, shortly after the football, other students started, like silent protests started. Protests started happening over the mm-hmm. campus during his hunger strike. Then all the black players on the football, not all the black, but some of the black players on the football team. The good ones. Yeah, I mean, they went on strike. The ones that matter. But then it turned into 100, and then the whole football team. And then the coaches, I think they tweeted that they supported the football team and they stood by the football team. Mm-hmm. And they were have to about to cancel a game. A cancel a game. And then um, they called an emergency meeting, and then the president Because they down. can't have that shit. Yeah, I mean, you hear how much money football makes for schools? A lot of money. That's a when lot my, of when money. you, and that's the thing that I feel like when you really want to hurt an organization or you really want to hurt, like it's money. Money is the thing that matters the most. Like yeah. this kid going on a hunger strike and potentially getting seriously ill. I don't. He wouldn't have died, but he could dehydrate. All kind of thing. We don't give a shit about that. But you start fucking with our money, hmm. but they gonna have to cancel a game. Oh, we can't have that. So now we're gonna give. You know, we sh- we're gonna do what we should have done in the beginning. Yeah. It should never have come to a point where you have to have an entire football team step down and, and the say, entire we're campus. Do it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it shouldn't. Have, it never should have come to that point. Like, it's, there's no reason why. And subsequently, because the president stepped down, because of a lot of different. Mm-hmm. Students of different races, but mostly the black population. Threats came from different places. Uh, I think the main app was Yik Yak. Yik Yak? The fuck is Yik Yak? I don't know. Some, 
I don't know, some app that is long astray of probably similar to some app that everybody uses, but yeah. <laughs> not quite. Somewhere where you can post stuff where you don't think people are going to catch you. Yeah. And a couple of students made threats to the black student population. And on Twitter, it started talking about killing black people and stuff. And it just turned into a situation that should have never escalated to the point of a whole group of people on a campus having to stand up because they should have ways that they appropriately, appropriately deal with, you know, racial tension on a campus outside of just brushing it under the rug. You know what I'm saying? And they should have been up. I mean, it shouldn't have just bothered those students. Like swastikas being around, that's a problem. Like that's something that should be addressed. That shouldn't be something that you have to wait until somebody comes and say, hey, this offends me. I don't like this. Could you do something about it? Like it should have been something that was on the radar anyway. Like you should be paying attention so that it doesn't get to a point where it's like such racial tension and such a such a problem. Exactly. But if you ignore yeah. shit, things don't go away because you ignore them. They have a tendency to get worse. Yeah. I just think it's unfortunate that, you know, you mentioned the money is that the money part is really kind of what fueled That's them what it moving. was. Because, yeah. you know, it could have been, hey, you aren't handling these things right. You know, you need to start handling them differently. But at the point that a student says, I'm going to die or you're going to be removed. How long has it been going on? You know what I'm saying? Like, we just get the timeline starting when, you know, we see and things start to be reported. But Mm -hmm. how many things do you experience on your college campus in which you you say that I would rather die, you know, than to have these things continue under this person that it's been under? You know what I'm saying? You know, but the effects of that is that it creates some some racial divide in the Mm -hmm. country. It's like white America thinks that, you know, all these students are just crying for attention, that the threats aren't valid, that, you know, it doesn't make a difference. You know, like one teacher, supposedly, I don't know if this story was true, but apparently a teacher sent a bunch of emails telling students that they were still going to be required to come to class because, you know, fight the bullies. When you let the bullies win, blah, 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 blah. You know, when... A lot of people were probably legitimately concerned that if they go to campus, that if they didn't get hurt or killed, then it would at least be a very, very tense situation yeah. that can alter the learning environment. I feel like when people do that, it's if I acknowledge it, I have to acknowledge that there's a problem and I don't want to. It's the same way I feel about people who have an issue with Black Lives Matter and want to talk about how it should be all... You miss the point, right? And you, it, and I don't, some people I feel like they really don't get it. And some people I feel like it's that situation of, I don't want to like recognize this. So I'm just going to like act like it doesn't exist at all. I don't want to recognize that it's not that, you know, people are saying that nobody's lives but black people's matter. It's yeah. saying that obviously you're not recognizing that our lives matter too. So we need to put this out into the yeah. forefront it's not saying fuck all these other lives the black lives is the only one you know what i mean like yeah. and and nobody ever said that that's what the what it was but this is how you take it when you don't want to acknowledge that there is a real problem in our country right now with with things that are going on same thing with the campus if i support this or if i acknowledge it i'm acknowledging that this problem exists but if i say oh y'all are just overreacting you're still coming to class fight the bullies then i'm pushing the problem like it's not a problem it doesn't exist this is all you know i don't have to address it i don't have to acknowledge it i don't have to handle it i get to just and that's privilege yeah you and 
that's privilege. And you know, in reference to like the Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter, all lives matter. But what is questionable in it is the timing. Mm-hmm. If you had said All Lives Matter the day before Black Lives Matter, it would have been different. Yeah. But when you say All Lives Matter as a knee jerk response to Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. then it is clearly in opposition to yeah. Black Lives Matter. It's clearly something to invalidate. Black Lives Matter. And that's the problem when it comes to these knee-jerk movements after another movement, Mm -hmm. you know, is a response. We know all lives matter, but in the way that all lives matter was used, it was used to invalidate Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And that's clearly a couple of people meant for it to invalidate Black Lives Matter. And the masses that don't think for themselves just Just took it as if it is, you know, actually a movement, actually something that is actually valid versus Black Lives Matter. You know what I'm saying? Because people are sheep. Exactly. Sheep, lemmings, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I only know the word lemmings because it was a game where you, little things follow you oh, all Oh, yeah, around. you had to d- yeah. balance them out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I am an African-American that has been to a, you know, private white institution and not, I mean, a prominent one, like, where the black population is very, very small. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's already tense enough and and being a black student on a campus that's predominantly white which most if you're not going to a hbcu yeah. you're probably going to a predominantly white college and a lot of them don't have a great handle on racism yeah you know i mean clearly it's so many individuals that you can't really isolate it and target it the way that you want to because they're not running out on the field with a KKK man saying, hey, you know, it's a lot more subtle. It's the microaggression. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's a lot more subtle and it, it causes the problems that you don't necessarily see. It causes the problems that build up over time. And then when a big situation actually happens, then it brings it all out. And I think that's probably what happened with Mizzou. It's just a lot of little things happening, little things happening. And then when a bigger thing happens, it just triggers the memories of when all of those things have been yeah. happening and now we got to respond because yeah. we got a whole timeline of things that's been going on yeah you know yeah but we'll leave college <laughs> we'll leave college for a minute and go back uh, and we'll go to the uh a story about some lesbian parents now because oh, america yeah america is not and the focus isn't on the the lesbian part uh the parents part but what happened is a judge, I don't remember what state, basically told the couple that they couldn't have their foster child. A foster child, mind you, which means that this child was removed from their home in some kind of way. They said that, the judge said that, they read some research that said that it's better to be in a heterosexual environment than a homosexual environment. Because heterosexual households are perfect. Do you know exactly. that nothing they are ever happens to her. The finest establishment and the fact that he was in foster care and was removed from a probably heterosexual household means nothing at all at all you know i was i was having a conversation with somebody about this and i told them if if our if my parents let's say if my parents had to go through the same process that gay lesbian parents have to go through in order to get a foster child in their home, I wouldn't be here. Neither would I. 
Neither would I. Like, they have to have an appropriate history. They have to have appropriate uh, living space and environment. They have to have a positive plan of how they plan on raising the child. They have to have a great job and a certain type of income. Like, they don't just give gay and lesbian couples babies. Like, they put them through the ringer. And if they put most of our parents, of parent, of children, like, if they put most of us through that same process, we wouldn't be here. I know that I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't either. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely like, not. <laughs> so, to be real, like, fostering as a lesbian and gay couple, the way that America treats it, it's kind of like they choosing, they like, they like creating a perfect environment for a child to grow up in. Mm -hmm. Like they're taking into account all of the things that this couple can offer to this child. And they're either saying yes, upon meeting all of those expectations, mm -hmm. or they're saying no. And I'm pretty sure the, you know, couples that have had no's, Probably ain't even that bad. I mean, because this is America and the way that we deal with, you know, homosexuality is we're very uncomfortable with it. It's wrong. Yeah. It's, that's how, I mean, I'm not saying yeah, it's I wrong. Know what I'm you're saying. saying that's it's wrong. how that's it's how we wrong. Deal with it. And so because it's wrong, then that trickles into every little accent. I feel like it's wrong. Then that means it's going to damage these kids. It's going to com completely tear down our society. Like, like they act like homosexuality is like the apocalypse and and shit's just gonna fall to pieces because there are people out there that like the same sex and I just don't understand like why are you so pressed about who somebody else likes? What does that have to do with your own life? Like and as far as like the kids are concerned, as somebody who's worked with kids that have come from extremely broken homes and seeing what the damage has been. Anybody who is willing to give a child a good home and take care of them the way that they need to be taken care of, I say have at it. Because there's some biological heterosexual parents out here who ain't shit. They're awful. Mm -hmm. They're abusive. They they're they do drugs. They're all of these things. Like you're saying that this couple their only sin, their only issue that you have with them is the fact that they're lesbian? Really? Like, so they're bad parents automatically because of that? Because that's all that take it takes to be a parent is sleeping with the opposite sex. Because that has an effect on the kid. It doesn't matter how you're able to provide for them or what you can teach them. Like, none of that matters. So, I just don't... America. <laughs> America. I I don't like it. I don't like the whole environment and and how we treat people here. To to act on what you say, which is, you know, why are we worried about somebody else's bedroom and, and what they do in their personal life. We have to separate we have to separate ourselves from the Bible. Mm-hmm. We you have to separate yourself from the Bible to be able to look at it like that and the way well, I don't that even think you what gets me about like super religious people I don't even think you have to separate yourself from the Bible. the thing that people forget is that little part of judge not lest ye be judged you do not have to agree with something you can absolutely feel like it's wrong it goes against your own beliefs it goes against your own morals that's fine that doesn't mean you're you're not judging jury. Even if you're like super religious and you believe in God and all of those things, that doesn't give you this 
imaginary gavel to hit and say, okay, I condemn you to a life with, you know, no love. You can never get married with, with no chance of having a family. You can never have kids. All I condemn you to these things because I feel like what you're doing is wrong. It's not for you to judge. That's one of the tenets of Christianity. And yet we don't follow it. Well, I think you get into a point where you, like what you're talking about gets to a point where you begin to identify the way that different people portray Christianity mm -hmm. because you have some people that portray the love part of Christianity in which, you know, it's about love and you have some that portray, you know, the wrath of God, you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? And then you have some that portray, you know, the sins and the judgment. And I think that I don't say you have to separate yourself from the Bible, but the people who don't separate themselves from the Bible mm -hmm. in terms of dealing with those cardinal sins, abominations, if you will, yeah. then they treat, they can't, they can't look at homosexuality in a, in a, you know, normal perspective. They can't look at it at a, as a perspective as like, well, I shouldn't worry about what they do, you mm -hmm. know, because to them, you know, it's a sin to them. If I participate or partake or support that sin, mm -hmm. then it's going to reflect poorly on me when it comes time for me to get into the gates. You know, God is going to be like, ah, uh, nah, bruh. <laughs> you you supported homosexuality. You lived next to them homosexual people. You didn't take those kids from that lesbian couple. Like, I believe they think that like that's kind of is gonna reflect on them like that. Bro, I just it's just really sad. I, I really hate when I see stories like this just because like I said, I've worked with kids that have come from like terrible homes. And I know how grateful some of these kids would be to, to be in a place, regardless of whether it's, you know, a mom and a dad, two moms, two dads, to be somewhere where they are actually taken care of the way that all children are supposed to be. And to be denied that simply because you don't like the way these people are living their, like, private life. It has nothing to do with it. And I love to see this research he's talking about. That's that another says, point I was going to make. <laughs> research can say whatever you wanted to say. Anybody that does research that is looking for an answer, because there's equal opposite research on the other side that says that homosexual uh, homosexuals have a very positive history in rate and child rearing in terms of the success level, in terms of their adjustment to the world and to life. Like there is research on the other end that says that that is an appropriate environment. Well, I think it more so says that it's really not that much of a difference yeah. between a heterosexual and a homosexual environment in, in, a ch in child rearing. And there ain't, I feel like because they're under such a more of a microscope, they're going to like march a, a straighter line. Because again, you got these, nobody pays much attention, you know, until some shit goes real wrong and DHR has <laughs> to step in oh, yeah. with heterosexual, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. with them, they're under such a microscope, they're going to walk a straighter line anyway. Yeah. Because they have to, you know? Because they're being watched so carefully. I just, you know. I think this judge done went and got a Wikipedia article, <laughs> edited really himself, <laughs> and was like, I'm just going to put this up in the court. He, he would surprised. That I goes really into how subjective the court system is. Like, it is just, I won't get into this now. It's going to come <laughs> in the future. But it is just so messed up how subjective. Any judge can see one case. Like, there's no rules. Like, if you work in a job, you know when you, you know how to get fired, you know, <laughs> but when you're a judge, it's like you don't have that big of a guy. You have your own moral compass and lawyers choose judges 
based on what they know that moral compass, you know, usually gravitates towards. So we won't get in that now. But whatever, <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> All right. So the next couple of, of topics I got a, a little bit on the lighter side, but um, one of them is SpaghettiOs. That nasty <laughs> shit. SpaghettiOs. Canned terribleness. Death and despair. That's what SpaghettiOs taste like. It don't taste nothing like spaghetti. And the meat is like paste. It's not even meat. It's paste. It's meat paste. <laughs> like it's like little ball. Like It's probably like 5% meat so they can call it meat. <laughs> <laughs> and 95%, you know, random, you know, whatever's. That shit is just so... My mama tried it. She tried it. <laughs> she tried it. She tried it. It did not work because we was like, this ain't spaghetti. I don't want this. We didn't eat it. Like, it's disgusting. Well, what's going on with SpaghettiOs <laughs> is that it's been a recall on SpaghettiOs. I mean. Surprise fucking surprise. And so if you got spaghetti, if you bought SpaghettiOs this year and you're listening to this situation, uh, you might want to check them out because they supposedly have some red, like the I think the plastic tops, they got some red. I think some of the plastic has fell off in some of the SpaghettiOs. So you got a choking hazard. So... You probably don't want to eat SpaghettiOs. If you're buying SpaghettiOs and you're listening, don't fucking buy spaghetti. Like, don't ever buy them again. They're disgusting. <laughs> yeah, they're disgusting. Like, don't a choking feed those hazard. To your kids. A choking hazard is not the reason you should not buy SpaghettiOs exactly. now. They're gross. Just you should, that's why. You should not buy SpaghettiOs because they're terrible. But, oh. so what, like, when you were little, what kind of, what food did you eat when you were little that you loathe now? Like, that I don't fool with now because of. How prevalent it was in my youth. I don't know that it's because of how prevalent it was in my youth. And this shows you how country I am. Um, I used to eat vein sausages, which are like just random bits of. Yeah, everything else. Yeah. Everything else. In and the I know that as an adult, there, so I would never eat that shit again. But as a kid, like. We get the little candy, open it, and get some salty crackers and make little sandwiches. But hot dogs is like the same thing, ain't it? I think it's like, because it ain't the same. Cause have you ever eaten a vein of sausage? It's yeah. not the same consistency to me. Like, it's like a, I don't fucking know. I don't know. I want to eat that shit now. That's a poverty food. It is. It is a poverty food. And um, Spam. Never ate Spam. I didn't like yeah. how it smelled. It was so nasty. It wasn't. It, it you, smelled. I mean, nasty. no, it was good. I mean, it, <laughs> speaking from a poor mouth, <laughs> it's delicious to a poor mouth. <laughs> you know. Now, at this point, where I can go buy a steak right now if I wanted to, <laughs> it is terrible. But I'm gonna tell you the worst thing about spam. You used to pull the top off, turn it upside down, and it used to come out with like this gel that's oh, on top of it, and it. Is. And it, it just imagine the sound or something. It just used to slop out like a like a fish or like a wet fish hitting the table. It just used Hell to just no. splat on the table. Hell no. Like, oh my goodness. No. But you throw that thing in a pan with some butter, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Brown over the sides, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you in the game. I actually think my dad used to eat. Like, my dad ate a lot of shit that we eat. My dad is the kind of person that you don't eat anything he gives to you because you don't know what it is. Like, he's very southern so he'll hand you something and you'll eat it and you think it's chicken and then you find out it's snapping turtle or some shit like oh my goodness yeah so 
He ate a lot of stuff we didn't eat. So I think I want to have. Did you know this is completely off the topic that people eat chicken feet? Did you know that? Yeah. Was thing? There's no fucking meat. I could not. They first of all, they look creepy. They're all pale when they're raw. Like, and there's no meat. And they still have the little nail. It's disgusting. I've seen that. I've seen them in the store. My dad bought and cooked them. He eats chicken feet. I mean, it got to be some kind of something. <laughs> Do you, like, eat the bones or something? Is it bones? I don't know. I don't know. Listen, <laughs> when I saw the things raw in the pack, I was like, nope. Mm-mm. I don't know. I don't even know how he prepared them. Again, Dad's the kind of person you don't eat nothing he cook because you don't know what it is. It could be mm. anything. It could be chicken feet, stew. I don't know. I ain't bought them struggle meals. Yeah, and spam and spaghettios falls into that. I grew up eating bologna, and I bologna. My bologna has a first name. It's Oesia. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do bologna. It's I got bologna PTSD. Yeah, we ate a lot of that. Like bologna you, and egg sandwiches. When I start to pull the ring off of it, I just have flashbacks. <laughs> and, you know, it's just going to this mode and I, I don't know what's happening. And then and then I realize I'm not going to eat this. <laughs> I don't like fried salmon. My mom used to make salmon patties and then you have syrup and biscuits. Salmon. I don't like it now because of her. Oh, because man. we used to, because I worked at night. And so that was something quick she could do. We ate a lot of fried salmon. So I, I used to. I still love fried salmon. It's delicious. What is, I'm trying to think of like what we had a lot of that I just will not eat now. Um, I mean, I don't eat like the stuff my mom made us eat, right? Uh, As yeah. an adult, like my mom loves liver, right? And I thought, oh, you know, maybe because she's old, but I'm older now and I ain't going to touch no fucking liver. It, <laughs> it's disgusting. It tastes like like something's liver. I eat liver. Ugh. It's oddly interesting at best. It's, <laughs> it's like interesting enough to take another bite and just keep taking another bite, but you don't know what's making you take the other bite. I but can't. it's not necessarily stopping you from taking another bite. I don't know. I can't explain it, but I eat it Mm-mm. sometimes. Never eat liver. I ain't liver since I was a child. And like even then... I would get like the smallest piece because she would make us eat it. So I would get the smallest piece that she had made so I wouldn't have to eat much of it. It's, oh, I could not stand liver nights. When I come home and go in the kitchen and see that's what I was like, shit. <laughs> no liver. Damn. No liver. Liver. So I don't eat liver now. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know what's going on with SpaghettiOs, but I mean, I hope that they got out in front of this early. I mean, we just finding out about this. I hope they got out in front of it Hopefully. when they realized it was a problem, and before you know, before people choked. got hurt. You know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know the backstory. You know, they kind of try to cover that stuff up. But if you look at Bluebell, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't get out in front of it. I think when you get to like stuff like diseases, like listeria, yeah. it's really hard to get out in front of that because you can't see it. You don't know what's going on until somebody gets sick. Uh, like hot pockets, they. Steak went bad and yeah. a lot of people got sick mm. from that. Like, I hope SpaghettiOs got out in front of it. If that's the case, then they are more of a responsible corporation than most of these corporations yeah. out here as to whether they say, we're not going to waste this money on the front end. Yeah. We'll just pay lawsuits on the back end because, I uh, sorry, most of the people won't even have, 
you'd be able to afford litigation and yeah. blah, 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 blah. I think this is what a lot of corporations do. So I hope SpaghettiOs just got out in front of it yeah. and stopped everybody from eating it because they found out, oh, this part is broke. This is going on. You yeah. Know? But I guess we'll never know. I was excited about Bluebell because fuck you people who can eat ice cream. So I was very happy <laughs> Don't that for a while like all of the rest of America feels what I feel every day of my life. I was so excited when Bluebell, like, took it all off the shelves and people were sad. I was like, this is how I've lived 30 years. <laughs> but, you know, we just got to go to another delicious ice cream like Talenti. You know what I'm saying? I can eat Talenti's. That was like the best discovery of 2015. I'm on the Talenti's train. I don't know why I can eat gelato and not regular ice cream, but I'm not going to question Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fine by me. But I still was happy about Bluebell. When it went off. I gotcha. Because I'm a hater. Well, <laughs> I'm going to go into the last bit of pasta news <laughs> uh, oh, in this situation. Shit. And this is... The most ridiculous <laughs> shit ever. Have you ever heard of a pastafarian? If you haven't, I'm going to fill you in. It is a group, an organization called Pastafarians. And they are a part of the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. I cannot. And he got a picture. Go look up the picture of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. It's, somebody really took some time on the art. <laughs> <laughs> but this woman basically petitioned to be able to, to wear a colander on her head for her license photo. And she won. And for people who don't know what a colander is, it's basically a bowl with holes. It's a bowl with holes in it, so when you cook your spaghetti and you run the water on it, the water run off of it and, and cool it down, and you know you get to eat it deliciously after it's cooled. She's running around with a bowl on her head, and she wants to be allowed to do this. Yeah, like she's not fucking insane. I don't think. Okay, let me let me. Say. I know I the think, reasoning why well, she did it. So the reason that some like someone like her does this is that they pushing the bounds of the First Amendment. They're trying to see if America can truly follow through with what they say the First Amendment is on paper. On paper, it say you have the freedom of religion. And if I have the freedom of religion and I can create any religion, then I should be able to create the religion of the flying spaghetti monster, wear a colander on my head because it's a part of my faith system, and you're not going to question that. And so these group of people are testing those bounds. And I'm sure the very, very first people that started, you know, Pastafarianism. They were doing this as a gag, as a prank, or just to push those boundaries. But as we know, with any faith, with anything that's created, there are people that actually delve into that situation and truly become a part of it. Now, I don't know which one of them this lady is. I don't know if she's really pushing the bounds and trying to see where she can go with the First Amendment. I hope that's or what if it is. she is bonkers. This bitch I don't is walking know. around handing over a license of with her with a fucking bowl on her head. This is potentially something for her to look back on and realize that she is an idiot. It is potential. Like, even if it's for the most well-intentioned reason of pushing boundaries of the First Amendment to see how those freedoms play out for you. Um, I don't know if it's smart. Still. It's not. <laughs> you know, I don't... I don't, I would say no, um, but that's just the sanity in me fighting her insanity, but I wonder how Rastafarians feel about Pastafarian culture 
And probably and high as a kite, probably. eating a bowl of pasta. They probably, yeah. <laughs> probably so. I don't know much about Rastafarianism except that they can smoke weed. I don't know if they can eat and pasta. And they do that or not. quite a bit. Yeah. Quite a bit. But, I mean, I guess, what kind of outroar would Christians be in if some faith named themselves exactly. Christians exactly. oh. and <laughs> wore beef around their neck? <laughs> oh my God. They would be. Like in the streets, rallying and protesting, and this is an abomination and all kind of shit. So, but it wouldn't be that intense if they were high. <laughs> so that's probably Rastafarians are probably not that bothered. They just the mellow, like oh, yeah, okay. they just chill. Yeah, real chill. Well, maybe so. Maybe some of these Christians with sticks up their ass need just smoke a little weed. Smoke a little weed. When it becomes legal, a bunch of them going to be smoking weed after the Sunday sermon. Probably going to buy it from the pastor if you come from where I come from. (laughs) He going to know where the plug's at. (laughs) Oh, we could do an entire episode on pastors. It's coming. It is. Ain't no way to avoid it. (laughs) Let's wait till Eddie Long do something crazy. This nigga. I'm not going to. I'm going to hold off on that for that that episode. Yeah. I have a lot to say. But that's about all I got for deliberate nonsense. You got anything else on your mind, Red? I don't. I think that was pretty good, you know, and a good introduction to what this is going to be. This is what it's going to be. This is it. Well, until we con the next conversation. We out. Holla.